Hello, and welcome once again to the weekly inebriated scriptural exegesis and source study, or Wiseaft. Tonight we're starting in on the second book of Kings, which is the fourth book of Kingdoms in the Eastern Canon, and we'll be discussing the great achievements of the kings of Israel and Judah, and reflecting upon the values revealed in this book. Enjoy! I'm drinking Heilemann's Old Style tonight. It is authentically Krausened. Authentically what? Krausened. K-R-A-E-U-S-E-N-E-D. It's uh, some sort of process to do with how you make beer. Oh. I don't, I don't understand it. But I know that where I come from in Chicago, it's an expression to say, yeah, John's dad is fully Krausened, and that means <laughs> he's getting he's getting there. He's beyond tipsy. Oh, here's Paul. Oh, cool. All right, let's get him on there. And one interesting thing about me is that I have performed a godless wedding ceremony. It's pretty hard to top. You probably should have gone last. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> okay, uh, Abby? Um, well, to make up for last week's um, chamomile beer, I'm drinking a pint of Guinness. Nice. So on average, you're drinking beer between the two. <laughs> <laughs> And one interesting thing about you, other than the fact that you are better than Esdras. Um, turn on Pasatai Dai. Ah, you've been learning Thai. Yes. That is interesting. I know. Well, actually, I've kind of given it up for Spanish, but it's more interesting. You'll find Spanish a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what with the letters all looking like our letters? Oh, I learned how to read it fine. It's just the tones. I learned it backwards. Long story. Sweet. Chaz? I'm drinking a Boulevard wheat beer, unfiltered. And, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe I I have a BA in anthropology that I don't use at all. (laughs) Unlike all the other BAs in anthropology. (laughs) Who are every day... (laughs) <laughs> well, there weren't that many in my class, so even at OU, there just weren't that many majors, so there's not too many of us roaming around as non-anthropologists. All my friends with anthropology degrees either went into an unrelated field or learned how to teach. Seems a likely path for me, too. Jason? I am drinking a Yingling traditional lager from America's oldest brewery, because we can get that in Florida. It's from uh, Pottsville, Pennsylvania, and it's actually cheap beer down here. And I have a biology degree from a Christian university. (laughs) (laughs) So you know all about the croco-duck. Yeah. Is the earth older than your beer? (laughs) (laughs) Barely. All right, there's only one person left. Okay, well, I'm drinking a uh, Zingyu black beer nice. from uh, Brazil. And it's good. A little lighter, actually, than I anticipated, but it's good. And something interesting about myself, um, I have no idea. I'm not very interesting. I'm sorry. I'm rather bored. So am I, but I came up with something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Learning languages is pretty interesting. I'm going to think of something interesting about you, Paul, before this is over. Okay. Aside aside from the fact that you wear silly hats on Twitter. 
I do. <laughs> hey, I changed that. Now I have safety goggles. That's also interesting and silly. <laughs> How about that I may be the only non-birther in my place of employment? Oh, God in heaven. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did they say about the big announcement today? Uh, the issue was never that he wasn't born in the United States. It was that he was not a natural-born citizen. Uh, Wait, so, so now that he's released the long form, they don't care? He may have dual citizenship. Or does, or something. I don't... Well, that, that's a creative new conspiracy movie. Right there. I, like I, I don't have any idea. Okay. Um, speaking of interesting, how did you guys like the book of Second Kings? So far, so good. Um, it's a lot of kings. Yeah. I know, I, oh, did you guys get the tiny URL? The, yeah, tinyurl.com slash K-I-N-G-P-N-G will get you straight to the wiki map of the genealogy of Israel and Judah, which is handy to have for a discussion like tonight because there's so many different kings and you kind of want to see where they are in relation to each other. King Ping? K-I-N-G-P-N-G. P-N-G being a portable network graphic. So we, we got we to gotta start out somewhere. Yeah, let's do it. Elijah kills folks. 50 people at a time. It's like, bring Indeed. on another 50, and the Lord will bring on the fire. Bring it on the fire. Which I thought that had, that story had a pretty good moral to it. And the moral is, if you're the third guy to go, and the first two guys were burned by fire, start with begging. <laughs> the Lord <laughs> likes begging. Please, Elijah, have mercy on me. <laughs> we skip... Yeah, Bazabub... Yes. Oh, oh, right. The oh, I, I just thought of a way we can... Yeah, that's where they get the um, Beetlejuice, Balzabub. That's where that comes from. Just a miss, um, or kind of a pun based on um, Balzabul. They just switch it from Balzabul to Balzabub. But uh, yet another good Hebrew pun. There's been a few of those so far. <laughs> I think people would take the Bible less seriously if they realized how many puns it had in it. Yeah. I was really surprised when I started reading with notes and like just throughout plenty of Genesis and all the Torah, there's... It's all puns, basically. <laughs> and, and they named him such and such because of this pun. And they named him some, such and such. And they called this place Outburst. Say what you will about the Semites. They know their puns. <laughs> so yeah, Elijah. Tor- interesting character. Tornado Appar- Wrangler. Apparently other. wrangles tornadoes, indeed. Sweet. I forgot to mention that Balzabub means Lord of the Flies. Which is a pretty obvious thing to mention. I thought you did mention okay. that. Okay. I didn't say Bal- the translation. I'm oh. not used to this whole reading thing. Balzabub oh. is... Uh, Prince Ball. Right. Okay. 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 That's. It's a ball as in like master and then there's a bub which must be flies. It's just a clever way of denigrating ball worship. Yet Mm -hmm. again. And then just through word of mouth, it somehow got turned into a name for the devil. That's what I was going to say. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Yeah. yeah. Same like, I think Satan started the same way. It just started as a word meaning like adversary in um, the Job story. Yeah, and he, he turned into Satan. 
he was clearly like sort of God's prosecuting attorney back then. He was, mm-hmm. he was clearly on the heavenly payroll back then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could go to heaven. Yeah, he could just go to heaven and report. Like, here, I've been walking around there. We'll get to Job. Sorry. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, I love that book. We'll, we'll get to Job. Oh, uh, we'll get to Job. <laughs> I was disappointed that Chronicles comes next in the daily reading. Like, oh, really? Chronicles? <laughs> More kings? Yeah, oddly enough, it's just going to keep going in order like that. So. <laughs> well, I didn't expect that. I know what, what the daily thing was doing. Yeah, it's it's going in order of the King James or whatever the Protestant Bible order is. It's not going in the order of the you know the actual Tanakh. Okay, because that skips to like the writings, I think. Yeah, we, we wouldn't hit Ruth yet if we were doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I love the completely arbitrary division between first and second kings. Oh so, yeah, it's all. It just ends in the middle of a story. It's all one book in the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. Well, it seems quite pointless that they just even separated it at all. Hey, man, the scroll only fits so much. I was going to say, it probably had to do with when they were copying it or transferring it or something. Yeah, we need a division here. <laughs> I read one source. It said, it was an old source, but it said the Hebrew was more compact because it didn't have vowels. But when they translated it into... Latin and Greek, they had to make it bigger because of the vowels. Mm. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Well, but mm. consonantal languages would be more compact if a bit yep. more ambiguous, and less compact. Well, in Hebrew, yeah, vowels oh, were just implied, yeah. weren't they? Um, they well, they were diacritics above and below, and yeah. they were like, but not in Paleo Hebrew. They didn't have the diacritics back then. No, yeah. And they don't now, which is, I can't, it's hard to read. Yeah. True. True. Uh, and now I think we've gone a bit technical for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's technically an abjad. Yeah. I don't know. Should be able to see it myself like a normal document, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why you can't scroll up and down. But we need to get moving, man. We need to get moving. My <laughs> laptop battery's burning here. All right, let's go. All right. Cherry to fire. Elijah. Elijah. Well, Elijah wrangles tornadoes, gets sucked up into heaven, kills people 50 at a time, and also rides off in a chariot of fire, apparently. Yes, which was pretty badass. Indeed. It's, I mean, death is no fun, but Elijah gets to kind of bypass that whole process. So. I believe, isn't he the only, or did somebody else, somebody else Enoch? doesn't. Enoch. 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 That's what it, Okay. Ooh. Although Enoch's story was a lot less elaborate, though. Enoch was just taken up. It doesn't give details. Yep. I One wonders where the chariot of fire goes, since we haven't had much talk of an afterlife. I think we can assume <laughs> it goes to the same place as Jesus ascended to in, in Luke Acts. Well, no, but that's from... They uh, might have had a different conception of the afterlife. Right. <laughs> this is a very different time. Yeah. Which well, is... I, I, yeah, I would make the argument that by now we're starting to see a move towards monotheism, among other things, but we'll get to that. But have we seen much mention of, like, no, an afterlife? Not like, really until the post-exile. <laughs> okay. You're talking about the afterlife now? Um. Yeah, monotheism. Mm, I don't agree. Ah, you will settle it. We will get there. We will. It's, uh, I have it. <laughs> it is marked. I have it's it further down, down. yeah. 
Elisha flies off in a chariot of fire and leaves his mantle for Elisha. And that's where we get that whole taking up his mantle phrase in English. Indeed. Really? Yep. Oh, really? Interesting. Which I've read a couple of different things for what the mantle was. Some people apparently seem to think it was a staff, and other people seem to think that it was like a cloak of uh, animal skin that was rather hairy. So I, I don't know what's up with that. But what at first, I was heartened by Alicia or Alicia, and hoping, oh, a woman. No. <laughs> Not. Interestingly Elijah. enough, if you just Google Elijah, um, you get some pretty interesting image results. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I was at work and I was like, oh, I should read some about Elijah and his ministry. Nice. And I Google it and I was like, whoa, apparently Elijah was hot or something. Super hot. I didn't know that Cuthbert was her last name. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, after Elijah picks up the mantle and mopes around for a bit, the first thing to do, obviously, would be... Uh, what, Damien? Dub bears! Dumb uh, <laughs> bald people with magic powers. Exactly. <laughs> Is that the lesson we should learn? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes when God moves magically, he moves directly and just smites people outright. But very often he, he moves through natural disaster or animals when animals attack. Uh, and, and this is definitely one of those Fox specials kind of moments. Do <laughs> <laughs> you're going there? So, you know, go on up, you bald head. Go on up, you bald head. They're mocking Elisha, um, which turned out to be a really bad idea. He calls down curses upon them in the name of the Lord. And he sends two she-bears to maul them to death. You want to hear what the apologists say about this? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, this is entertaining. What they say <laughs> is that they weren't young people, like little kids. They were like 17-year-old gangsters. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not oh. kidding. I'm not kidding. That makes it better. It does, because what, what they were doing there is they weren't just mocking Elisha. They were somehow impliedly threatening his life. Now, it's not clear how do you get that from the words they were using. But the, the, the apologia goes like this. This is a bunch of rowdy youths like from the mean streets of Damascus or wherever. <laughs> and, and they're basically mocking him and they're going to attack him. They're going to attack this prophet because he's bald. And so he calls down the she-bears in self-defense. And I, it sounds like I made that up, but I didn't. That's really what the seminary people will tell you. That's, you know, they had it coming. These youths, these youths were really just... About to like, break like out the, the equivalent of Swiss blades back then. That's quite a bit of artistic liberty there. Well, that's what apologetics is all about. Read into it whatever you have to read into it to make it work. This is in 224, by the way. There was 42 children, if I recall correctly. Yep. That's that's quite a, quite a meal for a few bears. I would say. <laughs> it also opens yeah. up the possibility that the great question of the life, the universe, and everything is how many youths were mauled by bears? <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Something to think about. So God halted a hate crime against Baldy. Yep. So clearing out a valley, definitely not in God's interest. But <laughs> keeping track of the, the bald, covering for the Baldies, that's where it is. God loves bald people. What can I say? <laughs> David Plotz made a case for it in his book. You bald is always sticking together. <laughs> That's right. I'm one of them now. The bears are on my side, bitch. 
<laughs> so, um, Masiba. I just wanted to point out the little thing about the sacred pillar of Baal. Those are actually pretty common, um, Israelite, like, worship objects. They're basically, like, stones. And they'd sometimes they'd pair them up. There'd be, like, a big stone and a little, little stone. Hmm. And they'd set them up on their hill shrines and who knows what they did with them, but they weren't, um, they might have been for Baal, but they were definitely like standard Israelite practice. Some sort of cultic objects. Yeah. Is that, I see noted here, is that similar to what Jacob was, didn't um, Jacob yeah, do something with a rock? Yeah, apparently there's a story of him setting one up in Bethel. Abby, I have to I have to ask you. Um, would you like to take this opportunity to to do the whole rant about uh, what the editors say the pure monotheism was about, as opposed to what the actual practice in Israel was? Or did we already cover that? Um, I don't know. I probably shouldn't get into it now. But okay, that's it's just it's one of your it's one of your rants. I just thought I'd give oh, you yeah. the opening there. Yeah. yeah it's with, would, would the pillars of Baal, would that be similar to, like, the Asherah poles? Um, well, it's not the same thing, but it is one of the, um, one of the things that Deuteronomistic editors, um, didn't like. So they said it was evil foreign influence. Okay, I, I had no idea, I was curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't, I mean, it's all come to light through, like, archaeology and careful reading, but... They just pretended those evil pagans. Those evil pagan Jews <laughs> worshiping Asherah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything that they rant against was. I think I said this last time, but that's the standard. That's what the Israelites did, and maybe it was Phoenician influence. But I mean, it's just cultural. You know, it's cultural transfer. They weren't special. Yeah. Basically. So after that, in 3-4, we get into the Moabite Rebellion, uh, which Abby found a really neat... Or I'm guessing Abby was the one who posted this, judging by your blog post. And <laughs> yeah. But how do you say that? The... Uh, Mesha Steel or I see the Steel or Steele or Steela. I've heard Steele. Steele. I'll say Steele. Um, yeah, they found they found it. The like chain of um, chain of custody was kind of weird, so we don't know exactly like where it was found, but um, it was found in Jordan, and it base it roughly correlates what the Bible says. The Bible basically describes um, a rebellion by the Moabite. The Moabites serve one of the Transjordan tribes, like the Edomites. And Israel had them under vassalage. Um, and then they rebelled. That's basically it. And we get the Moabite side of it on this nice little rock. Um, but you can kind of see how, like, the um, it's a good example of how the how the person that or the people that compiled kings how they used authentic annals that were probably so old they get kind of distorted and then they mix in all these weird Elisha stories it's it's worth a read 
the more was, I was going to say definitely, and, and the blog post that uh, better than Ezra.wordpress.com is also very much worth a read. I yes. wasn't saying. That. Yeah, I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and it also references Yahweh. Oh yeah, I thought the one of the most interesting things was how um, it basically they blamed their god Chemosh, Kamosh. Um, they blamed him for being under Israel's vassalage, and which is basically what Israel does every time they have bad luck. They say, "Oh, Yahweh's pissed at us." Isn't that basically what most people do when they have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and everybody, I remember hearing about this at Jesus College because it's the one that mentions Dave, the House of David. Yeah. Okay. What did they yeah. say about it? I'd forgotten about that one. <laughs> I try to forget. All the bullshit archaeology comes in handy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> if you're going to go to college in bullshit archaeology, be sure to pick up a useful hobby on the side. <laughs> of course, it could be worth, worse. You could do math. Just math. <laughs> Alright, where are we? 3-4 um, right now is the beginning of the Moabite Rebellion. Yeah. They then immediately go on... Uh, to burn everything, it seems like. Always a good answer to the problem. Right. When in doubt, burn it all down. Burn, rape, and pillage. Which I guess the point behind that was that they were just upset with the Moabite people and weren't, or what? what? Well, I think um, Moabite rebelled, and so, yeah, right. in retaliation. And so they were just upset. So they had no intentions of actually taking over the land. They were just like, Screw you, we'll but, show you to well, I don't know how accurate the Bible's account is, because I think it sounds like they're using that as an excuse to say, like, oh, that's why we still don't have Moab, we destroyed it. But in uh, reality, Moab just took it back, because the, gotcha. the, the, the Moabite stone <laughs> explains how they, or he claims that they rebuilt all the cities. So That's weird that the two different nations would have different uh, stories about how the war... That's yeah, and they put themselves in good light. Yeah, that's blowing my mind. I've never seen that in modern times. It's the War of Northern <laughs> Aggression. The War of Northern Aggression. It also doesn't say why or like what Moab did to rebel. Yeah. Since they rebelled, did they not give them the 100,000 sheep anymore? Well, they're probably just like, screw this. I don't know. Not paying tribute anymore. Since Ahab yeah. did. I mean, Israel does the same oh, thing well, later. We need our sheep. It's kind of funny how it's mirrored later when Israel is under um, Assyria's yoke. But we'll get to that. Yeah. The good for the goose, good for the gander thing just kind of turned around there. Um, All right. So apart from the aside to the apparent crisis in Moab, uh, we get back to Elijah. Who, the magic man with the cloak. Apparently. And the mantle. Or no, I, I meant mantle. The cloak that may be a mantle. <clears throat> I meant mantle, sorry. Or the staff. Heat bears. Yes. And the legion of bears at his command. <laughs> or at least two well, of them. Two. It's not really a legion. <laughs> He's like Dick Butkus. He's got a legion of bears. In his 
Just bare cavalry. So yeah, so we get a bit, bit more into Elijah's uh, ministry, if you want to call it that, uh, where he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I like this uh, that he starts racking up the Jesus style miracles. Uh, he 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 heals some lepers and fixes some. Apparently, they were collecting some food. There there was a great famine upon the land, and they had collected some gourds, which were apparently poisonous. And decided to boil them, and I guess he he helped help them out with that. Uh, which there's also the whole barren mother thing again. Mm, I've never seen that before in the Bible. No. Uh, can, can I say um, that when Nancy Reagan was coming up with her uh, anti-drug campaign, one of the slogans that got rejected was "There is death in the pot." Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's right out of the Bible. And people said, Nancy, I'm afraid that that's just too obscure. Well, if there was, well, I'd be dead after last week. <laughs> nurple, nurple. For reference, the barren mother bit is chapter 4, verse 8 through 17, and the, the latter miracles of lepers and uh, death in a pot are <laughs> around uh, verse 38 through 45 or 44. So, I think there's some parallels between these um, Elisha stories and some Elijah stories. Yeah. And beyond the you know, I, I thought, it, is there some sort of, I don't know, the, the names are so similar in the way that Elijah dies, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I have like, a theory that they're the same. Yeah. They're, Stories about the same figure, kind of like Abraham slash Abram, right? Yeah, or Joash and Josh. But I remember seeing some kings with these dual names, and it would be like it would be like Joash and Jehoash, and then it would just keep flipping back and forth, and I'd be like, "What the heck?" Because uh, it was it wasn't like with Gideon where they say, and you know, just to be clear, Jeroboam is Gideon. It, was, it wasn't like that. They would just flip back and forth between these two names. And maybe it's like Michael and Mike. Like, we should just know. Yeah, there's another one like um, Panakia and Panak. Exactly. Yeah. They, people think they might be the same person. Like, maybe Panak is what you say when you know him really well. Like, hey, what's up, Panak? Yeah, that's just Panak with the um, Yahweh um, suffix. And there's those other problems with the king's list. Like, there's... Names are the same in both Israel and Judah, and they kind of like. I think a lot of it's really garbled history. <laughs> you know, I just had a thought, and I'm looking at it right now. If there wasn't a a transcription error in a couple of the original documents between Elisha and Elijah, and that perhaps they missed a letter or something, and then whatever the later redactors were going through it tried to make up a little story about how it was different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, whenever they were putting it together, I don't know. Yeah, they just... I was trying to look at... Right. I was trying to look at the names and and compare the Hebrew, but, um... Yeah, they're just a couple letters off. There's, like... There's an H on the end of one, which I don't But what I'm finding... I don't don't know if this is actually the... What is it? The proto-Hebrew or the... the... Well, there's a one-to-one correlation between modern and proto-Hebrew. There's different shapes. Uh, And I think there's only... I think there's two letters different. The SH is a J and there's an 8, a silent H on the end of one. 
Alright, anyways. I can read Hebrew. <laughs> I am genuinely jealous. But not so much that I'm going to make the effort to learn how to read Hebrew. It's enough for me to try to there's keep up with the genealogy. There's only 22 letters, it's easy. There's not mm. 44 like in Thai. Yeah, Eng- English is only, what, 24? It, it's really easy. I'll tell you guys what. Once I learn all the al- <laughs> once I learn all of the languages that just use the Roman alphabet, which I already know pretty well, uh, then I'll get around to the other. <laughs> then I'll learn oh, a I new Oh, I can't language. read Hebrew. I can just, I can just transliterate it. Uh, I only know, like, five words. Oh, okay. So it's like me in Greek. Like, I can kind of pronounce a Greek word, but I don't, I don't yeah. know what it means. Okay. Oh, all right. okay. Big distinction. All right, so we go on. There's more, more of Elijah's ministry. Uh, the interesting bit about him healing the leper and having to go wash in the River Jordan, which I guess was further away or dirtier or something than the other rivers. That gross. He, yeah, which brings us to five fifteen. Behold, now I know there is no god in all the earth, but in Israel. Oh. <laughs> that does sound pretty monotheistic, I gotta say. But the, is this what you were talking about before? But I think. Oh no, um, no, no! I'm talking about oh, chapter 19. Okay. Oh, okay. we'll get to, we'll get to it much later. Um, I think it was 19. Paul, do you remember? I, I texted you about it. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> I don't know where my phone is. Well, I think the well. crucial difference with here is um he actually has to bring back dirt from Israel to go home and worship. Which definitely fits with the old conception of, like, having regional gods. Oh, that is a great point. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Where is it? I do not see the dirt. You were talking about in 19. Yeah, 15 to 19. So, yeah, so in, in chapter 5, verse 17, Naaman needs two assloads of earth so he can build, a, I assume, an altar. Is that right? Yes, to sacrifice on. To the god of where that earth came from. I believe so. That's... Did we lose Abby? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw okay, there was like... a break. Ah. It's all good. We I get... had nothing to say about the swimming iron. Okay, did we already go past the uh, the swimming iron? Are we at the swimming iron yet? Just I about. I think Chaz had something you wanted to say about Elijah's servant. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, so uh, Gehazi, his lo- uh, Elijah's uh, loyal servant, says, no, I, I think that this Naaman got more than he gave. I will run after him and take somewhat of him. Yeah, right. It's like, dude, we can't be giving out prophetic services for free. Right. I mean, I remember the old priest used to do it all the time. Like, well, you know, we'll we'll burn some of this stuff, but we'll eat the rest. So right, I right. think he was just falling after the, his uh, his his fathers. You really shouldn't and, expect uh, them to work for free. Yeah. Right. So uh, when Gehazi comes back to Elijah, Elijah knows all. And asks him, why would you do such things? And then says, the leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee, mm. and unto thy seed forever. That is harsh. <clears throat> harsh oh, when it there. says um, his skin was white as snow, if that's what the KJV says, mm-hmm. the yeah. same same thing happens um, back in Exodus or Numbers. Mm. I think I think it's the... Um, is, that the old, is that the part where Moses sticks his hand in his cloak and he... Pulls yep. it out and he's like, "Oh, it's all yeah. leprosy." Puts it back and it's all yep. healed. There and where it happens to his sister. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Miriam. So I remember the old leprous hand trick. I think Penn and Teller did it in Vegas. <laughs> Speaking of cool tricks, did you guys happen to see the invention of the Jedi mind trick in Chapter Six, Verse Nineteen? 
Indeed. This no, is not it. the city you're looking for. <laughs> I am not the man you're looking for. This is not the path <sighs> you're looking for. They're looking for. <laughs> that was so cool. I thought, man, there is nothing. There is nothing new under the sun. You know, <laughs> George, George Lucas like totally borrowed that right out of the Bible. Second Kings six nineteen. This is not the city you're looking for. Move along. Well, well he stole the force from the apostles. That's true. That's true. There's a scene in Second Chronicles where they go um, to Bethel in two parsecs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Parsec is a measure of distance. Okay. I seem to I seem to recall that the two asteroids of donkeys made the Kessel Run in just under six parsecs. Kind <laughs> of funny. David or Goliath. I've heard explanations for why Han Solo is correct there. And they reminded me so much of like um, apologists. And, like <laughs> speaking of apologists and apologetics, wouldn't it make a lot more sense for God to? I mean, it kind of makes you wish that there was somebody like Elisha around during the times of Joshua. <laughs> he could have yeah. just walked up and said, "Hey, this isn't really your city. Your city is really over there in that desert. Go hang out over there." <laughs> And he could have killed other armies. Right, right. He could have had the the cities over there totally. See, now that would have been impressive if he walked up and was like, "Here's Jericho. Um, they, these these people, these otherites over here, really just want to attack Jericho. They don't want to attack us. They just want to kill each other. Yeah. And then Egypt can come in and wipe them all out and go back home, and the land's all ours. This is not the promised land you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Get all the Canaanites to swim to Crete or something. Right. That, that wouldn't even need... Uh, you wouldn't even need hornets or anything. <laughs> the hornets are a pretty nice touch, though. <laughs> so far in this in this Bible, we've seen hornets and thunder being used as wrath of God. So Two basketball teams. Yeah, both, both of our Oklahoma City basketball teams have made the list here. <laughs> I've never seen any Spurs, so... You know. Well, they were talking about the Grizzlies... <laughs> <laughs> How many basketball teams are in the Bible anyway? Bulls, golden bulls. We've seen plenty of bulls, although never in a good context. Which, as a Chicagoan, I find objectionable. What about? Well, there are no raptors in the Bible, unfortunately. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. There's some Hebrew words that we don't exactly know what they mean. <laughs> but the Leviathan. Maybe hornet means raptor. It could be Leviathan, for all we know. No, actually, Maybe. Leviathan was a um, Canaanite god, uh, or kind of like a, a being that kind of got downplayed in the um, what's when that, it got in the Bible. What's the Hebrew word that the King James people translated as unicorn, but then later on it's translated as hippopotamus or something? Maybe that <laughs> also in Job. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lord has a strength like unto a unicorn, and I'm thinking, damn, the Lord's as strong as a unicorn. <laughs> uh, I wish we'd have covered that earlier. That was good stuff. Google it. Yep. <laughs> Where are we? We're on chapter eight. Uh, yeah, we're about there. Uh, chapter yeah. eight is a bit of a cut and paste, I guess, from mm. chapter four. Yeah, uh, that is what Abby's saying, isn't it? Mm. Look, I, are you claiming there's a literary say... seam there between four and eight? Like they just kind of pick each up. One picks up the story from before. Does it repeat the? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was saying, yeah, it continues the story from 437. Right, right. Right. Because we're going through, right, it's it's all about 
Yeah, no. Go ahead. Okay. My, uh, part of my... There's a lot of things in this book which I really enjoyed, but um, one of the things that I didn't know is that waterboarding had been invented way back when. <laughs> yeah, I'd missed that my first read. In Second Kings 8.15, they invented waterboarding. Uh, regicide had been invented earlier in the books of the kings, but this is regicidal waterboarding, which is such a cool concept if you think about it because you get to well, kill that's a probably king. where Bush got it from he didn't read the Bible a lot that's yeah true. it makes a lot of sense that's true yeah. I, oh, I doubt he that. really did he probably <laughs> he probably did one of those things where it's like Lord tell me what to do with these terrorists and flipped it open and it fell right open to 850 <laughs> yes yes the proverbial casting of lots by opening the Bible to a random place I shall I mean, cover you them find with violence. wet towels it's right here in the Bible <laughs> That explains so much. <laughs> it would explain a lot of like our uh, seemingly unjustified invasions and treatment of the captives. It would linking it all back to the Bible would make a lot of sense of it. What should I do, Bible? Enslave the women and kill the children? All right. <laughs> hey, now Bush didn't do half of those things. <laughs> Wait, this says we own the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be problematic. <laughs> this 101st Airborne goes in tomorrow. Chapter 9. Chapter 9! Elisha's anointing by proxy. I love this because he's basically like, Hey kid, pour this oil on that guy. Run, run, run away! Run, 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 run! <laughs> <laughs> it does. Everyone's like, oh, he got oil poured on him. He's our king. It's like the world's first drive-by anointing. <laughs> so he comes in, oils the king up, and then just bolts. Tag your king. <laughs> and it doesn't end well. The whole what, something in the Bible doesn't end well? <laughs> <laughs> something in the annals of the kings that doesn't go well? What are the odds? <laughs> Which king was that? Um, it was J. It was when Jehu got um got anointed. Ah, Jehu, son yeah. of Jehoshaphat. Yeah, hold the I big. I'm sorry. I I love when uh, Jehu comes forth from being told that or being anointed, and uh, his servants say, "Wherefore came this mad fellow to thee?" And he's like, "Oh, you're never gonna believe it, guys. You're never gonna, you're, you're never gonna believe this shit." Because uh, they tell me I'm king of Israel, and they like they go into the streets. He's king of Israel. <laughs> Trump the horns. Let's go. Some people to he's kill. He's hoisted on their shoulders. <laughs> he gets Gatorade dumped on him. <laughs> got Jerusalem syndrome. That might be the perfect modern analogy for anointing. It's the the end of game Gatorade <gasps> dumping. It has symbolic value, like you're crowned as a victor. That thank you, Abby, for that. Stoops is king of Oklahoma. Chess, aren't you ashamed that you didn't come up with that first? I am. That's about all I know about sports. I know. It's like she she blew her whole sports load right there. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we we should stop drinking so much. Perhaps. (laughs) Okay. So, can we get on to the defenestration, or we still got some more stuff to do? Defenestration's yeah. good. Yeah, Let's do it. Abby scrolling down there. There she goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we can't skip Jezebel completely. All right, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a great little line in uh, 22, isn't it? 
about so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. That was a good insult. I'm not even sure if it was an insult, but it sounded like one. Yeah. Well, it's basically, they basically scapegoat Jezebel for everything. Right. Which is total she's shit like because about- she's the conservative in this. She's the one trying to preserve the traditions <laughs> of her fathers. Oh, good point, yeah. Yeah. Against these upstart monotheists. Mm-hmm. Or monol... Monolatrists? Monolatrists. Yeah, or henotheists or whatever they were at that point. Now I like how it, it, I don't know if it's happens yet, but it just like casually drops that she's been massacring the priests. <laughs> and they're just kind of like, oh, by the way, she's been <laughs> massacring the priests. Well, that's how it came down to just Elijah. He was the only one left. Oh, yeah. Somebody must have been massacring the priests. Indeed. Okay, so are we there yet? Are we Are we too... I think we are. Okay. How How does Jezebel end her days on Earth and in the histories of Israel? She's defenestrated by eunuchs! <laughs> yes! The world's first eunuch defenestration. I love that we have a word for tossing stuff out a window. I never had a use for it, and I was just like, oh my god, defenestration. All these years I've been waiting for that to crop up, and here it is. <laughs> I learned that word originally from Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, oh I nice. probably did too. I learned so much from Calvin and Hobbes. Me too. It wasn't until years later I realized they were named after philosophers that that hated each other. Yeah, I, I had a similar... Where I was like, oh, wait, those are both... Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that makes more sense. It was like an epiphany. All right. <laughs> We're making good progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're halfway. We're not like a quarter away. <laughs> we're doing much better than on 420. And I think a lot of the lay stuff is like really boring geopolitics, so we won't have to really. Oh, yeah, there was loads of like, and then he was king, and then he was king, and then right. this guy was king, and it didn't have any anecdotes or any stories about them. It was just like so and so was king, and then. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, they all did. They all did evil. You know what? We should. I should mention that the overall story is all these kings do evil in the eyes of the Lord, and they suck. And, mm-hmm. and that's why Israel didn't become a major world power. Uh, yeah. Except for David, who only committed adultery and murder. <laughs> and the well, then Hezekiah. They like Hezekiah, yeah. and yeah. they like... Hezekiah Hosea. and Hosiah are, are given some props. Hezekiah. Uh, Hezekiah. 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 I, saying, I always heard it said Hezekiah, but I also I've went to... I've been saying Hezekiah. I've, I've been listening to these seminarians online, so I, okay, that's how yeah. they all say it. I, I In church, they said Hezekiah, so... I couldn't tell you, like, how it's really said, because I don't know Hebrew, but that's how they say it on the seminary podcast, the iTunes U. Um, Hezekiah, and who was the other one that was, like, pretty righteous? He, like, destroyed the the high place. Josiah? Hosiah. With a J, Josiah. Yeah, Josiah. Yeah, Hosiah. Uh, pretty righteous dude. They both... Uh, Pretty much worship the Lord, and uh, did they both destroy the high places or, or not? I, yeah, but they um, Hezekiah destroyed them, and everyone supposedly, you know, went back to their evil pagan influence slash what they've always done. Yeah, and then Hosiah re. <coughs> well, we'll get to Hosiah. Wasn't Hosiah the one that like brought forth the Deuteronomic scrolls and yeah, was like, "Hey, in the temple." Spoilers! Be- uh, spoiler alert! Oh, right. That's, that's, that's next time. That's next time we'll get to Hosea. Okay. Oh. I'm pretty sure we're at 10, where Jehu commits genocide on Ahab's family. Yeah. Ah, oh, point. yeah. This is kind of like when um, Solomon 
clean house. Jehu kills shitload of people who are in the way. Like a good king. <laughs> he goes full Stalin on Ahab's family. <laughs> so in 10, uh, I guess starting at about 19 through about 29, he lures a bunch of prophets of uh, Baal into their temple, right? Yeah. He he pulls this... Uh, what does he tell him? It's like... <laughs> yeah, I picture him as like twiddling his fingers like Mr. Burns. Be like, ha ha ha. Excellent. <laughs> Ahab served the ball a little. Jehu will serve him much. <laughs> yep, I like that. That's not the KJV, but... How is how is Ball not out of prophets yet? They have well, killed they a shitload of prophets with Ball. <laughs> oh yeah, they did that. Oh. Half this book is just about killing prophets with Ball. Well, the, this is a great time scale, though, isn't it? It's like a much larger time scale than some of the other books. So some yeah. of these kings are like yeah, hundred years. years go by. Right. So there were a bunch of little Ball baby prophets. <laughs> <laughs> Baby balls. Yeah, baby balls. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Damien coming back? I don't know. I had to take a leak, and I'm in the bathroom, oh. so I didn't want you guys to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that one can go on the outtakes. <laughs> I know my toilet's making that refilling the tank noise. <laughs> There's a valve cut. There's a valve down there to the bottom. You can turn that and we'll stop. <laughs> or I guess we could just wait. You guys keep I going. Don't worry it. about me. So what did they do with the temple? What did they do with it? Yeah. Oh yeah, they turn it. They turn it into a latrine. <laughs> the best latrine in all the land. And the biggest. That was a great way to tie it back, Abby. I would love to turn all of Life Church West into a latrine. Of <laughs> where? It's still a latrine to this day. Just yeah, just picture any generic mega church that covers acres oh, and acres, Abby. There you go. I want that to be just the world's largest wait. men's room. Are we up to Athaliah yet? Because she's like the queen. Sure. Israel loses the Transjordan, right? Um. Yep. yep. Yeah, probably because of um, Jehu's rebellion kind of splintered all the alliances. Ironically enough, the area that is called the Transjordan here in the Old Testament studies is what Mm. today we call Jordan. (laughs) Oh, the country, the nation of Jordan. It's all that area to the east, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, because it's Transjordan across the Jordan River. Yeah, across from what is now called the West Bank. Yeah. Which is... And funny, of... the Gaza Strip is pretty much the Philistine territory. Totally. If you don't want that, you can keep that. So, Eleven. I am right. There's a queen. They, that's significant. Natalia. It's, it's rare that we come across a passage that I've never heard preached, but I've never heard her name mm-hmm. from a pulpit, ever. Yeah, it's nor have I. I've also, incidentally, never heard a woman preaching. So, there you go. <laughs> Little sexism there. They are they are supposed to remain silent. 
Yeah, that that is exactly what the person who called himself Paul but was lying said in Second Timothy. <laughs> or First Timothy, I don't remember now. Yeah, I don't really know what she does, but she's definitely queen without a king. I know, right? The only time in all of his, all of the um, Israel and Judah. Does it say how she came to? She was. Oh, well, actually, she's. Um, she was she, Jezebel's mother. Okay. Um, she destroyed all the seed royals. <laughs> she killed everyone. That's how she came. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, actually two different. It's it's confusing uh, between the Masoretic text and the Septuagint what her link is to the rulers okay. of Israel. It's sort of like there's two different variants there, as you can see in the ping, in the king ping. Her connection is either to Jehoram or to uh, uh, Omri. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. So if you're if you're into textual variants, you can go like dig that up. It's kind of kind of fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do in my free time. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, hey, shut up. Kick back. That's the problem. Hey, I'm 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 right here reading the Bible and taking notes with you, so I can't really say anything. <laughs> that's the problem with reading the Bible is there's no limit to how much time you can invest in it. Oh, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Any given chapter or verse, you can just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can learn all the textual variants and the, you know, the little, like, oh, well, this Hebrew word is here, and this, you know. There's so li- I didn't... It's unlimitless. It's limitless how much time you can invest in this if you really want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it cuts into your Thai language study, so. Gotta look out for that. Oh, yeah. Might be nice. In 11.2, uh, the last bit of that verse, where... They take Joas, uh, I can't talk, the son of Isaiah, uh, and hit him so that he wasn't actually killed. Uh, sounded very familiar to the, or very similar to the Moses story to me. Yeah. Or just the the whole concept of, of a king or a, a queen or somebody in, in power killing off all them. Quick, we have to save this one. Okay. Yeah, we'll see that later with King Herod. That's a... A theme that's right, right. repeated a few times. Biblical theme. Yeah. It's it's almost like they're George Lucas and they can't think of any new ideas, so they just keep <laughs> repeating the old ones over and over. So like in episode one of Star Wars, he's like, I know, at the end we'll blow up something and that'll be like the climax of the whole thing. I've only done that twice before out of three movies. So what are the odds that anyone will be tired of it by now? George Lucas was a midrashic genius. People do tend to like to see things get blown up on big screens. Yeah, especially when it ends the whole movie and, and decides the fate of everything. So only half the Star Wars movies have that ending. Explosions at the end. What if there's something deeper there? Moving on. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in the book of Revelation, actually. <laughs> A lot of big explosions at the end of the Bible. So, Chaz, was there something you wanted to say about 11.13? Well, yeah. So, she doesn't last very long. Uh, this child is stolen away and bides his time. And where is it? Um, okay. And the guard stood, every man's weapon in his hand, around about the king, which is the son that was um, uh, hidden from Othelia. And uh, they make a big racket saying, he's the king, he's the king, he's anointed the king. And she hears this noise, and the people are saying, do not kill her on the God's holy land. Mm-hmm. 
take her out by the back and take and uh and kill her out there. Let her blood spill out there. But not not in here. We're we're, we're uh we're civilized people. In here. In here. Take, in here. Take her out to where the horses go. Yeah. So she lasts about thirteen, fifteen phrases. Fifteen verses. Fifteen verses, yeah. And then it's replaced by a seven year old. <laughs> and that is in a nutshell how the book feels about women. <laughs> Better a seven year old boy. All the people of the land rejoiced. Finally we've got balls back on the throne. <laughs> wow. Twelve? Yeah. It, uh, the hefty tribute that you're talking about there in, uh, mm-hmm. in chapter 12, uh, in the King James is kind of obscure because it just says they brought them gifts. Oh, really? Yeah, the kings, they just they just bring gifts. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit unclear in the King James, like, why do these kings keep bringing gifts? You know, that it doesn't it doesn't make it clear that it's sort of a, you know, tax. That, you know, it's like if you don't bring the IRS gifts in April, shit goes down. <laughs> we, we have to say, this is to Syria, right? In this um, case, yeah. In this okay. case, yeah. We kind of missed that. Sy- Syria had attacked Judah, and then King Josh. There's plenty of examples throughout um, all the books of, of the, uh, Samuel and Kings, or all the books of the kingdoms in the Eastern canon, um, of, of different nations giving other nations paying tribute as vassal nations. Sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, here's, here's the thing. I'll get to keep my throne, and you won't kill me, but we'll pay you a whole bunch of gold for that privilege. Yeah, that's what Judah's doing to Syria. Right, exactly, and that's a, that's a recurring thing we see uh, throughout mm-hmm. this book and some of the other books of the kingdoms. And that's historically, you know, that that happened. Yeah, actually, yeah, one of them. There's records um, for I think later on for an Assyrian king, and his account basically matches what's in the Bible, except for he took way more than. He says he took way more than the Bible says he took. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. If anyone's confused, um, Syria is called Aram at this point. Oh uh, yeah. I think it was the capital. Hmm. So basically, Syria is like right up in the northeast, and Assyria is a lot bigger and more powerful. It's kind of farther to the northeast. Yeah. So they're like theists and atheists, like the the Assyrians are really making a point of pointing out that they're not Syrians, right? <laughs> I don't know the etymology. No. I'm pretty sure that what I said is totally wrong, but I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sounds good. Like we hate those Syrians so much we're gonna call our nation Assyrians. <laughs> It'd be like if we call ourselves the A French. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, another of the British, if the British called themselves the A French. Hey guys, I have to go. We love you, man. Have all a right. good night, all. Tell your wife I said, you know, God bless and all that. I will do exactly that. All right, you won't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See you. Bye, Chad.